the Eurocentric standard of the way that church is, is incorrect. And it has us thinking a certain way about, you know, heaven and hell and judgment and all of those things. And I think mm-hmm. people are becoming awakened to um, what what's really important. Mm-hmm. It's your girl, Constance Carter and April Sampay Foster. Please say the Foster. How you doing? And I know that you see this topic and I know what you're probably thinking. I know that you've seen the stuff that's been going on on New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve, and we have all these New Year's resolutions and all of these things. And so, um, you know, a a lot of people have been discussing things about the church. What's been happening with you, Swallow? (gasps) Have you ever been Swallow? I'm sorry, did I say that? Oh, no, I didn't say TDJC. I'm not listening to you, April. I'm just asking for a friend. Have you been swallowed? I'm not going to listen to you, and I'm not going to participate in your shenanigans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to listen to you. If you've never seen April perform, you missed out on a huge treat because she is one of the dopest performers that I've ever seen in my whole entire life. April is so freaking dope. All right, so let's get right to it. So listen, April, you and I were having a discussion and, and I think April is uh, pretty, um, me, April and I argue all the time. Let me just let me just oh, put this out here. Um, April and I- can't, Wait, I need to say this. I would not want to argue with any anybody but you, Constance. So I enjoy I'm pretty, it. I'm honored. No, seriously, I, I enjoy because we can walk away like, huh, whatever, still love you. Yeah. I go, you're nuts. She goes, you're nuts. And I mean, we, we have serious disagreements, like on basic fundamental stuff of our basic core belief systems. So um, I think she's crazy as cat shit and she thinks I'm crazy as cat shit and we just do not come to a happy medium. There's no consensus. There's no agreement at all. And I'm okay with that. I think she's nuts. I think she's nucking futs, but I'm okay with that. And I love you for that. And I don't hold it against you that I think you're crazy as shit. Listen, but that's the reason that we're so cool. Absolutely. So we were having a discussion just about kind of what was going on in these streets uh, around, you know, now with with the age of information, April, there's so much information that we have access to. Mm -hmm. You agree? And we've been exposed to so much that the things that we grew up with Today, we have access to a little bit more information. And I don't, I think um, with that, so many people are getting woke or an awakening, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I even seen, um, I even saw Kirk Franklin on um, on a podcast uh, last, a couple of weeks ago. And he was just talking about the, the Eurocentric standard of the way that the church is, is incorrect and it has us thinking a certain way about you know heaven and hell and judgment and all of those things and i think Mm -hmm. people are becoming awakened to um what what's really important and what's really important is your relationship with god look at god right Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of times the church gets in the way of that in some instances and then it's become about a business more so than a relationship. You know, you have to do certain things. Everything's very traditional. I was born and raised in church. I respect the church. I respect the people of the church. I just don't necessarily like the confines of the church. Um, I will still attend church though. Um, I won't. <laughs> well, why? Um, okay. So let me start off by saying, cause you, you know, you gave your, 
your your intro look your introduction okay um, <laughs> so i um i grew up in the church i think that the church is awesome and i think the church is needed for the people that it is needed for right um but i don't think that the church is teaching us are you paused no, I'm listening. I am listening <laughs> intently. I don't think that the church is teaching us the truth. And so for me to go into a place where I'm I'm having the truth, something that's false, constantly put in my head on a consistent basis, I just can't do it. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. What's false about it? What's fake about what you're learning well, in church? Let's just start with the, okay. So if we're going to go by the Bible, which I know very little. <laughs> At least very you admit little. that. Because some people will say, you know, we'll tell you about the Bible and quote scriptures and they don't know nothing Well, they'll about quote it. scriptures that, in fact, I'm not naming names, but one of the people who who's on here right now, not me, has <laughs> done just that. Not me, but I'm not naming names. <laughs> not naming, I promise I'm not gonna name no names, Constance. Not um <laughs> the Bible says <laughs> in Lithuania 2017. See, this is why you're going to hell because you know nothing. I just said, about it. I said it out loud. Um, but it but but the Bible But you were says, raised in the church. You were raised I was in the church. Raised in the church, yes. The Bible does say certain things like when Jesus was born, right? The Bible kind of gives you like time frames. Okay, I can dig it. Absolutely nothing to do with December. Okay. Um, if we there's a there's an actual uh, documentary out there called The Zeitgeist. Has if anybody uh, watches? Yes, it has been. If anybody has seen The Zeitgeist, put a heart in the uh, put a heart in the comments. Oh, Zeitgeist. I was always too scared to watch it. Well, guys. There's one thing that they talk about that I'm like, when you when you learn kind of why Christmas is when it is, it has a lot to do with the sun, the sun. So the son of God, right? Uh, hello. Um, and how many days that the sun, quote unquote, goes down. And if you think about what is it, Good Friday, from Good Friday to Sunday, that is not three days. But don't they say three days? On the third day he rose. Friday, Saturday, and on the third day he rose. Right. Well, but the thing is, if you're saying Friday, come on, son. Come on, son. Come on. Come on now. From Friday to Sunday. Friday is Friday to Monday. That's the, the third day. Am I right? Okay. Am I the only one who can't count? I'm if that's what you're saying. Okay. I'm just saying, but none of it your makes point sense. is I need you to My speak. Point is that word. None of it makes sense. Everything that they teach us in the church is not has nothing to do okay. with okay. the Bible. So let, let me play devil's advocate. I don't believe a lot of stuff in the Bible, it's a whole bunch of stories. So okay, soliloquies and written by man, not God. Okay. Well, inspired by God, yes. Okay, so let me okay, let me ask you this. Um so you say that, you know, just just based upon, you know, some of the basic fundamentals of the dates. So, I mean, you, you going to throw out the baby with the bathwater? I'm not throwing out the baby because me and the baby are good. I'm just so but I'm, what I'm saying is the, the same core principles and, you know, the foundation of what's in the Bible is still good. Yes. 
or no? Um, I, I think that, which is one of the reasons why I say that church is very good for who it's good for, mm -hmm. right? I will never discount church because church is what keeps a lot of people good and wholesome and positive and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. Some people who are going through depression, whatever the case is, I think church is great. However, my another, no, I don't want to throw, let me, I'm sorry, let me just go back. No, I don't want to throw out the baby with the ba with the bathwater, right? I don't. I think that church is needed, but I just think that if we open our minds and actually pay more attention to what's being taught, um, we would probably be better off if we paid more attention to what's not being taught versus what's being taught. Ooh, hey, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm a leaver right now. I need you to talk. I need you to be very clear on what, what it is that you're saying, but I, I get, I read. That's, re no, that's what I, I just did. I'm, I'm, really I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm picking up what you're putting down, but I want to make sure everybody really understands what you're saying before we do, before we like go any further though, I want to make sure that you guys are subscribing to the fly Nubian queen. I want to make sure that you guys are subscribing to CC, the CEO on YouTube. Please get my, get my subscriptions up. April, how, where can they subscribe to you at? Everywhere, April Sampay. Also, you can follow me at Ugly Girl Talk. Ooh, what is ugly? Why would you call yourself ugly? Oh, honey, because I'm as ugly as they get. Now, listen, we talk about God, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. Me and God are good. Hallelujah, okay. holla back. Okay. Um, God, uh, ugly stands for understand God loves you. Wait, wait, so you still believe in God, but you don't believe in the church? What? Wait. Don't the two go together? So, anywho... <laughs> is there are a lot of people out there who do 100% believe that and some of some of those people go to the wrong church let me just I'm gonna I'm leave that right there. I'm gonna put it down and I'm gonna leave it right there so what does ugly stand for understand God loves you so they could follow you on ugly girl talk ugly girl talk we have ugly conversations they are not all religious in fact I don't think any of them have been religious um, but it's making sure that you understand how the importance of God God is in you and God is always around you. So just know that like, if you are living right, God is going to always have your back. That's my belief. You can have yours and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with having a different belief than other people. Okay. And then you can also follow me on Instagram and I am Constance Carter. Let me ask you this. I had read somewhere or I seen a video maybe years and years, years ago. It said, um, religion is regional. It said, if you were born in a certain area, you would be this religion. Mm -hmm. So since we happen to be born in this area in North America, around this part of the world, we believe in this because of colonization or whatever. So if we were born in India, we would likely be Hindu um, or maybe Muslim or Buddhist. If we were born in Asia, we would probably be a, a Buddhist. If we were born in the Middle East, we may be a Muslim. Mm -hmm. um, so since religion is regional, mm -hmm. why do you think, some people are so up in arms about their religion being the only religion, the only true religion, because it all depends on where you're from and, and where you're born. Right. And so if you were born into the wrong area, does that mean you're going to hell? What about the people who are all the way in the ends of the earth? They still have people who haven't been contacted by current civilization. They, yeah. they are really, really a, a ancient uh, tribe of people. So are those people born to go to hell? Like what happens to them? And if you go to certain churches, they will tell you those people are going to go to hell. In fact, so I'm sorry that I had to laugh at this one. So there was a gentleman 
I can't call him a gentleman. There was a guy who was on the news or something like that who was talking about slavery. And he said that slavery was uh, possibly a positive thing because uh, it got people who were in Africa to believe in Christianity. And so because of that, their lives will be, I'm sorry, their, their afterlives will be saved because they were on that slave ship. Um, so I, listen, some people actually believe, believe that. And, and you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not right. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to look at them in a negative. Well, I'll look at him in a negative way. Let me make that very clear. I'm going to definitely look at him in a negative way, but I'm not going to look at people in a negative way for having that belief. Meaning there are people who believe that if you were Hindu, you're, you're, you're going to hell because listen, that's stop. And listen, I love this. I love this 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 dialogue. I love this conversation. I'm, and I'm glad. I'm grateful that you guys are all yeah, uh, contributing because this is this is really actually really good. Um, a lot of people believe that religion is a man made construct to keep us in childlike state of fear, subservience, complacency, complacency, and submission. Enough is enough. Uh, I watched a documentary a while ago on um, Catholicism, and my daughter mm -hmm. and I were actually having a discussion about this not too long ago, and we were talking about how Catholicism was bred out of control, how to, to control mm -hmm. the people. Like the the way that the Pope had arisen and the church had arisen was to control the masses. Right. Christianity is a direct descendant of Catholicism. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people say that um, Christianity does the exact same thing. Like you were saying, it's a man-made construct to keep right. us in a child state of fear. When you talk about fear, you talk about hell. But you know, um, do you guys remember Reverend, Reverend Ike? I mean, Reverend Ike was really popular like back in the 70s. But the thing about Reverend Ike is that um, people start think calling him like a heretic because his 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 his, his teaching has shifted from that fire and brimstone to hell. You don't remember Reverend Ike used to, used to sell his prayer cloths and all that. It was, he no. was really popular back in the 70s, but I think he was really before his time. But I'm going to show you a video that I've been seeing floating around a lot about, you know, uh, Reverend Ike, because I'm telling you, People were, have been so ingrained in the Eurocentric um, version of Christianity that anything other than what was taught to us out of slavery and all of those things were, you know, shunned. And so mm -hmm. people are starting. And so he was like talking this talk like a long time ago. And so he was like, he's really before his time. But let me just show you guys um, one of the things that I saw the other day. By the name of Reverend Ike, we're pleased to be spending the next two segments in discussion with our next guest whose eternity now philosophy is based on the thought that every man is God and the only heaven and hell exist here on earth. Positively Black welcomes, Reverend Ike. Well, thank you, Gus. And I'd like to make just one comment on the uh, statement that uh, I teach that heaven and hell exist right here on earth. Heaven and hell exist in the mind of man. Uh, and heaven and hell are movements in the mind of man. And I don't think anyone will argue with the statement that you don't have to die to go to hell because there's so many people who are in one kind of hell of a fix or another right here, right now. And uh, my philosophy, the science of living, teaches people how to gain self-mastery over the conditions of their lives by believing in themselves positively and correctly so that you can transform your own hell into heaven. So what do you think about that, April? Um, what do you think about that thought process about um, people saying 
um, or Reverend Ike saying that hell is a state of mind. What, what's your thought about that? Well, I do believe that, right? I do yeah. believe that. Um, do I believe that there's a heaven and there's a hell? I don't know. Basically, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. And I'm not going to sit here and actually say that I know that, right? Uh -huh. But I do 100% believe that what you, how you think on a regular basis and you are in control of your own thoughts, um, you can reprogram yourself. Mm-hmm to be in hell or be in heaven. You mm -hmm. meet people on the street every day who you're like, there's no way they're that happy. And they really are that happy, even though everything around them is falling apart. So, you know, one of the things, um, so uh, Lolita said the control, double standards, treatment of women, little to no services, services, judgment, community interests, only if you fit into the community, regardless of your faith. You know, what's funny is my daughter, you know, and, and at this point I'm allowing my kids to just kind of have these discussions around what their thoughts are. Mm -hmm. Um, I always say my youngest son is only saved when I got in the house. Um, cause he's like, he hang out with my daddy and you know, they, he like, he's like, y'all talk about everything else except Jesus. And I'm like, Hey, listen, we, we saved too. But, <laughs> but my, my other kids, they, they're more, uh, uh, more free thinkers or, you know, just trying to find their way and, and figure things out. And so I'm allow I'm giving them the space and the grace to be able to do that. But one of the things that my, my sister, my daughter was saying was like, my sister is so religious, but she's, I don't want to say this. I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't say this online. She was saying, but she was saying she's so religious, but she's so miserable. And she was like, why would I want to be a part of something <laughs> that she's so miserable at? But why, what, what makes me want to go over there? <laughs> so I have a friend. So I, I have a friend, right? I have a friend who actually told me that at one time. So she said, um, life is not about you. Life is about serving God. And so I'm like, okay, well, life can be about serving God. And she was like, so you, it, God doesn't care if you're happy or not. And I'm like, pause. Why? You know what I mean? Like, why did God put, see, what you're telling me is God put me on this planet to be completely and totally miserable. And it's okay. Um, as long as I'm saying, thank you, God. So my life can just be in, in, sh in shambles all the time. And she's like, yeah. And that's she believes thinking, that. That's the thinking that kept the slaves slaves. I, and that's a mindset that I personally can't have. Now, I'm, I'm going to change the subject just a smidge because you know how I always like to train, uh, talk about money. Mm -hmm. So we talk about one of the things that turned me off about money. So those of you who don't know, I was in banking for 173 years, give or take. Um, while I was in banking, I had a lot of clients that would come in and tell me they have to withdraw all of their funds. They would withdraw their money to give to the church, but not have enough money for them to eat. And what I would ask them is the church going to give you money so that you would have enough money to eat or, you know, give you food or take care of you and your rent or whatever. No, I have to do this for the Lord. You're about to be out of a place to live. That's number one. Number two, what a lot of people also don't know is there are specific church, um, specific banks that will lend to churches. Now, I've, I've recently found out that this is kind of how a lot of things work when you're a smaller church kind of coming into your own. They will go and borrow money from these specific churches, um, from these specific banks. And the rule is you have to follow our um, curriculum, kind of. 
same way that, that, it is, that it is in schools. So if you want to borrow from us, you have to teach our way. Oh, oh, oh. So you mean like, uh, so you, so you have like the Southern Baptist, the National Baptist, you have those and they will fund the churches, but they're, 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 they have this certain doctrine. And I was just actually reading not too long ago about like the Southern Baptist. They were huge proponents of slavery. But that's slavery not, the black yeah, 100%, but that's, that's. And a lot of our black churches are funded by the Southern Baptists. Not just black. I mean, I'm sorry to say, like, no, I'm not, not just black churches. I'm saying, saying, this is church. This is church. So that's why I just want to make it very is, clear. But yes, you're right. What I'm saying is, our black churches are funded by this this group that was a huge proponent of slavery that are now funding these black churches. Yeah. Um, I do want to follow the money. Follow the, the money. Group. Uh, I yes. want. I, I do want to bring somebody on. Uh, we do have a guest, and and it's funny because we were having this discussion, and as we were talking about the discussion, I, I scrolled past her Instagram, and um, so I, I want to share with you her Instagram before we bring her on. I hope she doesn't mind if I share her, with you her Instagram, but it was uh, it was definitely interesting, and it's something that a lot of people feel, and it's really uh, around church hurt. A lot of people have left the church because of church hurt, and so. Um, you know, it's a real thing. Like you, let me tell you something. I was born and raised in church. I, once I become, came of a certain age, I, I, I go, I go to church. I go home. I don't get involved. I don't, I ain't part of no leadership. I don't do anything that has to have me volunteering my time and energy and resources to, for free. Cause then you have people, and this has just been my experience. Uh oh, she's saging. Oh shoot, all oh, the devil. So and then, <laughs> but then you know, then people be fighting over titles and shit, and I'm like, I'm not gonna fight these because that's happening. Y'all fighting over titles because y'all want everybody want to be somebody and everything. and y'all ain't nobody getting paid. And I'm volunteering my time, taking away from my family, taking away from my business, and I gotta come up here and fight with you over a goddamn title. Ain't no way. So I'm um, so but a lot of people have gotten involved in church and then have gotten church hurt. And so I thought this was a very interesting um, part to add to what it is we're discussing, because this is a very real thing. So let me let me just um, show her video that I saw on Instagram. Was she She lighting the blunt, listening to gospel music, but I think her point is very um, valuable in that she said, let's talk about real ass church hurt one time, the shit that's buried, the teachings that are manipulated, the feeling that something wasn't right, the invasive intent, the generational brainwash. Be real. And I refuse to blame anyone in that world, just like I wouldn't blame a happy slave to a master. Ignorance is satisfying, but there is nothing more sweet than knowing it's freedom. There is truth in the lies that are told to us or else it would not be believable. Oh my God. So this is Miss Morgan J, Morgan J Productions. She's supposed to send me her bio. What's up, Morgan? Lord Jesus. Wait, she's muted. Lord oh, there you mercy. Are. 
Yeah. She got the blunt. Yes. And the gospel music. And she's talking about church. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> What happened? I don't want you to mention no names. I don't yes, want you to mention no churches, but I just kind of want to know about what your experience was and why did you why did you choose to post that? What's going um, on? The crazy thing is, is last night I was actually like kind of a little shaky about posting it, and I'm extremely unapologetic. I'll say what I want to because nobody pays my bills but me. Um, and so I don't know why it's crazy that I felt that way, but it's the truth. Like at the end of the day, it's the truth. Like, let's be real growing up, being young, growing up in the church, I could blame my mom. I could blame my dad, but, uh, how would they know any different from a teaching that their parents had taught them? And we trust these people. And so, um, being taught though, and knowing that there was a feeling though in church and there was something there, you know, that's something I could not ignore the, uh, the feelings and the, the spiritual, the, the something guiding me or something telling me something, you know, I couldn't ignore that, but the lack of covering in church for kids is ridiculous. The stuff that I've had to deal with. Um, and my mom couldn't cover me because again, sh she doesn't know any better. And being a mom now, I, I get that. Um, if I was brainwashed, this is something like that. I was, I would think that putting my kid up as she's pregnant in front of the church to apologize to these people and, and to, to put them in a place where I, I think I was about 17 years old to have to accept or be looked at as just, just taking the judgment. Like it's crazy to me. I would never do that to my kids. Again, so what happened? Being, you got pregnant at 17? Yeah, I got pregnant at 17. I'm sure I wouldn't have got pregnant if they taught us about contraceptives and hormones and stuff, but it's so taught that we're not supposed to do it. It's a slap on the wrist. So don't do it. I got pregnant. I was a leader in the church and um, I had to go before the church. And this is a very common tradition for us um, to go before the church to apologize that I um, basically sinned against God and that I'm a leader and I am not to, you know, supposed to do that. At and 17. That I, yeah. And then I'm going to be sat down um, and, you know, to ask for apology, like ask, ask for forgiveness mm -hmm. from the people as if I needed their forgiveness in the first place. And I stood up there and I had people come up to me and hug me. Oh, you know, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. And um, like having to really be, and, and I thought that it was okay. I thought that it was like, oh, you know, these people love me. These people love me. They would never. And again, they don't know no better. They don't know no different. When you come out of it, you have, you see that they are so ignorant to these traditions that are taught to us. And I completely, completely agree with you, April. I don't think that there is anything that a, a white person hasn't given us anything good in the first place. And I do think that there's so many truths in the lies that they tell us again, or else it won't be believable. Um, but there, it was, it was so much back to back to back, even me in my marriage, even me being pushed into my marriage, uh, me being treated a certain way because you oh, know back up, back up. Okay, so, so you got you got you got pregnant, mm -hmm. and then they made you marry him. No, nope, I got married to mm -hmm. a whole different person. So you got pregnant by somebody at the church. Yeah, and then um, you got pregnant again and married somebody else, or I got well, oh, girls, good. I think yeah, I got pregnant again, and then I ended up getting married. So to that you, person you, you pushed into that marriage. Um, yeah, 
I can okay. confidently say that now. Yes. Okay. Okay. I can dig it. Um, yeah. Okay. So they they put they kind of made you get married, and what did that make you do? How did that make you feel? Did you rebelled or no? Of course not. What this is like a woman's dream in church. Like we're getting married. Like what the heck? Of course I'm happy. I'm I feel so covered and I feel so taken care of and. I didn't pay for anything. Like they took care of everything. When I say everybody in the church started helping us out because I'm moving toward marriage in this in this ideal of what the fuck a woman is supposed to do and a How mom and all this. How I was girl, I was shit. Not even 21 yet. I was 20. When you got married? I was 20 when I got married. Oh. Very, very young. We were both leaders in the church. He's a musician. Are and you I was now? no. No, no, I, I only ask that question because, you know, sometimes it's still hard for people to kind of walk away, even though they know what situation they've been in. So I can, no. I gotta tell you, like, that's that's awesome that you were able to walk away. You know what I mean? And yeah. See this now. So that, took, that, that took some strength to walk away. Um, and I don't think that the church is a place for a feminist. So just being who I was inside and what I was trying to fight off in my own personal I can't even like put it into words how it was making me feel. Um, and I, and I did feel really trapped in my own, like not knowing who I was again, I'm 20 years old getting married. I have a lot of people in my ear telling me things, how I'm supposed to conduct myself. Um, what my husband wasn't doing at the moment, but within the church was saying is kind of like, okay, in a way, but I'm supposed to pick up these pieces and reading Proverbs 31. It, it was a lot just being a, being in that standard in church was crazy and it was invasive all the time, all the time. I had no private moments. I had, and it, it was, it was almost this forced thing to tell them what's going on. And, um, and then they're, of course, you know, they're praying over me in the front of the church. I'm crying, you know, and this is a, this is almost like a flattering type of thing in the church, you know, like these people. And it, it disgusts the crap out of me nowadays uh, to know that I was involved in something like that. When in all actuality, knowing me now, if they would have gave me time to get to know myself, if I would have had the opportunity to get to know me, I probably would not have gone through a lot of the things that I've gone through mm -hmm. in my past. What, what they, do, you, do you care to share what you've gone through? I've gone through, well, of course, having a kid early, um, being married. I've cheated on my husband um, a lot of times throughout my marriage. Again, I'm hella transparent, so I really just, I've, I've sat with this stuff. And um, part of me cares and then part of me doesn't. Like, it's, some stuff is not my fault. I can't keep apologizing for stuff and I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to do all that. Um, anyways, I have... After that, I did leave the church. I've always been like, I loved some of those people in there, but it, it took me a while to come out of it. And even outside of the church, the way that I'm viewed, the way that I'm looked at, I am extremely free as all get out. Uh, and I want everybody else to feel that same type of freedom. So I'm not ashamed of it. And I'm still looked at from people. Um, oh, well, I can't wait for you to get back in church and get saved or blah, 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 blah. And they don't, they don't know me. So they don't know that even when I'm headed to the club smoking, I'm like, I'll be in full worship. The people in the car with me would be in full worship. Cause that's where I'm going. That's what we're doing. Like, it does not matter. I'm not embarrassed or put back. I'll be at the gym almost shouting that he turned it by Titra red on the, on the treadmill, you know, like 
I'm not worried about what they, it, it took a while. I'm not worried about how they perceive me, but what I can tell you is that uh, God's presence or whatever this entity or, or spirit or divine or energy, whatever any name wants to, they want to put on it. It's this, it's this thing that has to be acknowledged, you know? I agree. And, and it, I can't, I couldn't find it in church. I, I felt it in church. Don't get me wrong. It was there. This something was there, but I think I feel it more outside of church than I have inside of the church. Um, and it just breaks my heart that even my kids, my, the only reason why I went to church, um, that video, I had to go to church. My daughter dances at the church. Um, I even asked my mom to come with me and she was like, for what? Like, no, I'm not ready. You know, even she's still dealing with her pain. So even when I went, it was hard. It was hard looking at the same people. They, and, and God, they're so stuck. It almost breaks my heart. You know, we're, they're still having the same problems. They're still in the same pain. Like you said, like they're willing to completely wipe out their bank accounts and not have a roof over their head to invest in something that is not going to give back to them in the way that they really need it to. So it, it was just disheartening and triggering as ever to be at church with those people. Can I, can I say something to you about that? Because the, the one thing that I don't want to turn off, I think that there's so many people out there who do get, I'll, I'll, I'll use my mother as an example. Okay. My mother goes to a church and they actually do a lot for my mom. And I think it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think that what they do for her community is amazing. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's one of the reasons why I say what I say. Me, I can't go to church, but that's me. I'm not saying I can't, I can. I'm not going, right? And I understand you exactly where you're coming from because you're looking at it like God, my, you know, what I see as God is not there for me. God is everywhere, but God ain't right there. And even if God was right there, God ain't right there for me. God is here for me. And I got what I needed from there. It's and people need to learn to move forward. And you're completely correct. Yeah. People get stuck in the fact it's it's like getting stuck in a hospital. If you don't take what you're learning from church, because I cannot lie, there are so many things that um I'm you know pray about these things, worry about nothing, and tomorrow has enough problems. Mm -hmm. The things that I'm constantly again affirming, whatever people want to translate it to, and whatever religion they are in or spirituality, it's there. But I don't think that we need to get stuck in that that needs to move forward and what angers me the most about church is that the community suffers so much so much because of church and they should be gaining from the church and not all churches you're completely correct mm -hmm. your your mother's church is what you know they're supposed to be doing but the churches that i've experienced um have monetized off of things and have um built a name on the it's it's so false and so church is sometimes needed it has helped i i cannot lie but to stay there i think that it is it's somewhere to pass through i don't think that it's somewhere that you need to stay forever it's a pass through um so morgan are, are does your whole family are you guys all in the same place with this your mom your sisters your brother we used to all go to church, of course, but um, none of us, uh, none of us actually go to church. My mom goes to, she goes to a church, but they're pretty much online. They're really like, 
community based and like certain Sundays are like go out to nature and just, you know, thank God in these ways. And they'll go for a hike and mm-hmm. stand next to the ocean. You know, I love that, you know, so not really. We're not really into the religious aspect anymore. And when I say I feel like we used to run the church and we were there every day. So that was a huge turnaround. Yeah, you guys were super duper involved. Yeah. I remember your uh, sister had posted something a while ago, maybe a few years ago, kind of similar to not with the blunt and the, all that. But, but <laughs> it was something similar to her church hurt experience as well. Mm-hmm. And her and I talked offline about it. Um, you know, and I just share like for me, um, I love God. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily love going to church and the church that I went to out there. I love the pastor. I love the first lady. When, when I tell you they are like the awesomest people in the world, they are wonderful. The bomb, um, from what I know and you know, their son who passed away was yeah. like a brother to me. You know, that was my yeah. boy. Now he was my brother. Um, I love them. I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't really go because I don't really care. It wasn't that church in particular. It's just the, it's just the idea. The idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, it was nothing to do with that church in particular, but. It's the idea of church. It's it's the idea. It's not even them. Mm -hmm. It's everything else. You know what I'm saying? They're so great, but it was just everything else. And, um, I just, it just, it was, it was sort of a, um, it was a little bit of a turnoff to me again. Not them in particular, but you know, a lot of the things that you see. And this is every church that I've been to now. I was born and raised in church my whole life. And like I said, you know, I, I never got in, I stopped getting involved because of what I seen behind a black curtain. Yeah. It's worse behind a black curtain. Girl. But, even, but listen, even in this motivational space, mm-hmm. I'm, I've been around a ton of thought leaders that have the same kind of effect. Behind a black curtain is raggedy. So it's not just in church. It's these people who have this um, gift of gab and control and who who have the ability to, you know, transform and change people's minds and, you know, speak into people's lives. They be raggedy as shit. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I just like, ugh. you know, I, so I step back from that. That's what you, that's all you can do though. Sorry. That's all you can do because, um, again, still believing in my foundation. Um, it's like, God will, God will deal with some of that stuff. That's between you and the Lord. And you're right. I can't cross paths. I'm not trying to be all involved. And I don't want to, uh, to seem like it's acceptable by having my presence there. And so I'm very much so finicky about that now and surroundings. And the church has taught me that. <laughs> like Some of the things that I stand on Churches taught me to judge people by the fruit that they bear, and I do so, you know, uh, reaping and sowing, all those different things. So it's where I am in my life right now. I feel like even when I did go back to church, it was just like, dang, we're talking about the same thing. Like, I, we've, we've, I've actually implemented some of these things in my life, and we can move forward. Like, what's next? How do we, you know, I, I, I don't know. And I love the Bible. Don't give me like, I love the Bible for what it is. And again, April, I am, I've been listening to you the whole time. You're my type of person. Um, the Bible yeah. is full of stories and it's good stories. Stuff that I could watch on TV, like Greenleaf, you feel me? 
but possibly even change your. I mean, I'm just think about it, right? I what. Because Constance is like, you know, you want to throw away the baby with the bathwater. Meaning, I'm that person who's just like, yeah, you just, I'm, it's just, that's not where I belong, right? Yes, all of the stories, for the most part, they might be very, very good. And they might teach you a lesson. Yeah. But to Constance's point, you can go and listen to a, a great motivational speaker that will motivate the hell out of me. And the next day, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to change mm. you. And them niggas raggedy too. Trust and, me, I know. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like you go. <laughs> here's the thing. So, Constance speaks, right? I sing. I have gone to places where they have very, very, very famous uh, uh, church singers. Gospel. Yeah. We're gonna go with gospel. The word is gospel. Uh, <laughs> the heathen. <laughs> Lord forgive her. Bless her. Anoint her. Hallelujah, Lord. Um. <laughs> But they will have gospel performers, and you see some of the things that happen behind the closed doors. And I'm like, oh, is this what we're doing? Mm. Oh, girl, let me tell you something. Then this is what turned me off. Okay, so I used to be in a, I used to be in a choir when I was a teenager. A big community choir. We used to win these, you know, McDonald's gospel fest and all this stuff. Like we were deep in church. Like we was in church. We would be shouting with teenagers. We shouting. I'm playing a bass. Right? We, we shout. We having a good old church time. We go back to somebody's house. They bring out the spades. We drink and smoke a weed. Somebody in the back having sex. We go to a gospel music workshop of America. I'm 18. It's in Atlanta. You know all kind of Sodom and Gomorrah shit was going on over there and all kind of just craziness. Ungodliness. And it'd be those places. And that's the reason why for me, I just like kind of step back because it, it taints, <laughs> you know, it, that barrier of the church, it taints the, the clear and the, the pure relationship, the godly relationship that I feel that uh, is what's necessary. You know, it just gets in the way of, you know, that's been my experience. I, out of all people, I you especially because you played bass, Constance. I bet you saw. Oh, I, I see some shit. Yeah. Let me I tell you something. You. Oakland, California. <laughs> and that was, you know, that was. You got to remember that used to be the gospel central back in like the seventies and the eighties with the Hawkins family and all that stuff. Shit. I did not know that. Oh yeah, you know, going up a yonder and. All of them songs that uh, Walter Hawkins, yeah, yes, that came out of Oakland, California. But you go there, it's like I don't want to, you know, you go to them <laughs> churches out there, and it's some, it's some strange. I remember. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this one story. It's funny. We like, let me, like I said, we were so sold out as teenagers. We used to go to church on set just to go to. We used to go up to, up there to Oakland um, to church, and it'd just be all kind of just foolishness, foolery, tomfoolery. This Negro walks in, some little sweet dude walks in, sits on the front row, nigga. Remember, remember them pants Prince had when he had his ass cheeks out? Nigga, this nigga walked up in the front row of the church with his ass cheeks out. You know what? The the church welcomes is supposed to welcome him. Uh, that he was he was he was advertising. I'm just so, saying that he was the, the the church should have said he was advertising. You know, he was I like, had my first kiss in the church. Oh yeah. 
I probably said the N-word too much. I didn't mean to say that. I just it just came out. Uh, I normally don't say that, <laughs> but I couldn't. It just went with the story. My bad. Excuse me, people. Uh, but yeah, just just going back to that, it just brought back memories because we should, I mean, we should just go to we should just go to places like that just to laugh because it was just all kind of foolery. Now, this is not a place that you should be going to. I mean, we're teenagers, we're 16, 17 years old. You know, we thinking we sold out for, for Christ and mm. we're going, and this is the stuff that we're being exposed to. Yeah. And so um, one of the things that my daughter, we, again, we talk about this all the time and she went to Christian school, you know, she was raised deep in church and I used to watch my child. I used to watch her just, just be so enveloped and vast and, you know, and mm -hmm. listening. Um, but she was saying that, you know, just like you, Morgan, um, those were some of the worst times in her life. That's where she got bullied a lot. That's where she, you know, just learned like a lot of things not to do. And then a lot of kids that she went to church with are like wild are like wild stupid. okay yeah the people in the church are the most wild and they need to dismantle those standards i think because it is taught to like i have kids now okay so i have daughters i'm gonna be real just not too explicit but explicit enough okay sex is sex okay like, let's be real first of all i don't know why god gives us these crazy hormones at such a young age like let's be real on that one Okay, it's hard to manage as adults having hormones, let alone being, my daughter's 10 and she just now started her period. Okay, mm -hmm. 10. So there's gonna be a point in time where she's like, oh my God, my body's just, you know, I'm so hot and heavy, I'm so hot and heavy. I don't want her to get pregnant. I don't wanna have sex with nobody or nothing. What is my approach on this? People could disagree with me or whatever. I'm going to teach my daughter the art of masturbation due to the fact that I don't want her to feel like she needs to go out. Deal with your hormones right here. Know your body and understand it instead of being slapped on the wrist that you can't do this, you can't do nothing. This is a crazy feeling, you know, when you're young. And Wait, how do you teach a child the art of masturbation? I'm not going to sit there and do it for her, you know, but I am going to tell her, like, you can touch yourself if you're feeling this way. This is how... Um, and your body's gonna start to feel. Um, of course, I'm new to this, so I'm you know I'm not I'm no pro. Um, but in my head, as a mom, this is how I would teach her, and just letting her know that this is what happens to your body. And if you're feeling these urges, instead of you going to somebody else or feeling like you're the little boy who likes you or whatever, know that you're horny at the moment, and you might need to deal with that before you make a decision. Why? Of course, I got three kids you know, by different dads and stuff. I don't want her to, to to go have sex, but I don't want her to be as ignorant as I was either in school. And I'm not about to judge her for feeling horny or for being a woman with hormones or any of that. And yeah. I think I think that the, the teachings in this fucking high pedestal um, of what we're supposed to do would not have, if we didn't have to do that, it wouldn't have the effect of, what, of the people in church walling out or doing this and doing that every opportunity that they get due to the fact that it's deprived and we were told not to and that it's the worst thing in the world when they don't know anything let them make that choice but also game your kids up get let them know certain areas you shouldn't be in you might get killed it's your life but you know do it if you want to but it's it it becomes this um one extreme or the other type of yeah. thing right 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 and it's, it's not fair there's no happy medium. It seems to be no happy medium. Now there are that's this. This is not a, a broad brush that we can paint on all churches because I think there are churches that do a lot of community work. And I and I also, you know, yeah. um, for particular churches, I think there just it's just certain people that work inside the church that could actually ruin it for the, you know, 
for the, the entire church. So it may mm -hmm. not be the intent of the leader to, you know, have that trickling down that way. However, mm -hmm. um, people can ruin. I remember when my kids were mm -hmm. young and, uh, you know, I, I would make sure that I sent them to uh, children's church all the time. And one day my kids came home scared because they were taught that they were going to hell, that the end of the world was coming. They talked about revelations and all that stuff. My kids were crying. My kids were literally crying. They were tiny. They were literally crying. Yeah. And I had to call the first lady. I was like, yo, y'all can't be teaching this to my kids. This is not okay. My kids are my kids are scared. They're scared to go back to church. Like they can't teach this. And uh, she was very empathetic. I don't know if she talked to the, the, the teacher, but like, I don't want my kids to go to church to be scared. You know that. So I don't believe that that was the intent of the leadership. I just think the, the person who was in charge of the kids didn't teach them the right thing. Did they recently build uh, a part of like the back of the church? Did they, they get like a new wing or something like that around that time? Was money borrowed? I'm just asking. Why? I can't stand you, because... April. I cannot stand you. <laughs> Why did you say that? I'm just asking because I'm wondering, you know, did they borrow some money? And that's the reason why they had to start teaching that to the children. <laughs> that I'm just asking for a friend. Did something happen where they had a, they needed some money for the building? <laughs> um, I'm just asking for a friend. No, y'all, church, church in, in some places, church can be amazing. You know what I mean? Church can be great. And church is for who church is for. Yeah. And I think that, well, I'll say this, Morgan, um, you were saying that your your mom goes, to, you know, is told that sometimes they can have church outside med through meditation, right? Yeah. To me, I'm like, why don't, that's something that they need to teach the children. That's what, if we're going to start teaching who God is, let's start through meditation. Girl, start they were against meditation. They They were against that. That cross indoctrinating stuff was a problem. Like that's what that is a problem. I mean, why that's can't crazy. you? Yeah. So so actually sitting alone with your thoughts is crazy. That is a they, people don't know what meditation is because that meditation part, is, they thinking that you like praying to a false god. No, no you're just sitting alone and and quiet. You can mm. actually. Is that your cat? Yeah, oh yeah, she's crazy. Oh no no no! Oh, that's your okay. No, I, I'm sorry. I um, Constance's cat has a problem, <laughs> and I don't know if y'all heard her cat. I'm sorry. She's, she's, in, heat really bad. Bad. she's in heat really bad right now, and I'm I, I'm I'm just getting ready to put her up in Kyle's room. <laughs> Lord, okay. Um, what were you saying? What were you saying? I liked what you were saying. Where were you going? I just feel that you need to that we need to tr start our children with meditation and teach our children how to get in their own mind for a yeah. few reasons. Number one, we our children don't know how to manage their emotions. Agree. And I say our children. Guess who has none? Me. So if anybody wants to say, "Oh, you ain't got no kids," don't. But guess what I have? Nephews, nieces. Um, I have children that are always around me. And I notice that the ones who sit in meditation and can be alone with themselves. And I'm not saying the, the, the child who has to be alone with themselves because they don't yeah. know how to function. I'm saying a child who is able to 
calm them themselves. Yeah. You having a bad day? Let's talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Now what I want you to do is I want you to breathe in and out and and function and get go through your your emotions right now. Go through mm -hmm. them as opposed to getting over whatever it is that you're going through, right? Go through yeah. so that you can come out a better person. That's yeah. what they're not teaching the children. That's what they need to be teaching them as opposed to you going to hell. Yeah. yeah, or they're constantly be in this position of um, of feeling bad for yourself or uh, constantly apologetic. Right. That is that well, is another the, problem for me. In the Catholic religion, so my family, so I, my family is both sides, right? So my father's side is Catholic, my mother's side is AME, right? Okay. Um, my mother's side go there for the music. The music will get you all the way right. <laughs> However, comma my father's side you would go so that you can have a drink of wine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but on my on, on the Catholic side, what they do teach you is that you always are guilty. And so you always have that guilt. And you always feel like you need to do something to be better. And I'm like, wait, when are you enough? That's the reason mm. why people who have problems because they never feel like they're enough. Yeah. And to your point, April, you know, we were taught that we were wretched, wretched, wretched souls that weren't worthy, that only because God, I'm not worthy. We pray at the altar, God, I'm not worthy. God, yeah. I'm not worthy. And it's like, no, you are. And and so I don't subscribe to that. I don't subscribe mm -hmm. to that ideal that we're not enough, that we're not yeah. worthy, that we're just little, what they call a wretch like me. I'm not a wretch. Well, I am great. Okay, Y'all have children. Y'all have children, right? Yes. Do you ever tell your children that they're not worthy? No. Why is it? See, this is the part that I can't get with. And so that's the reason why I feel the way I feel. God is my father, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. God created me. Mm -hmm. If it were not for God, mm -hmm. I would not be here. So can we all agree? Do we agree? Amen. With Amen. 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 My father, my father, who is the who's the, the sperm that was used to create me, who I look just like, who I love dearly, and my mother, who I love dearly, yeah. would never look at me and say, you know what, you're not enough. Mm. You know, <laughs> you're not worthy of being here. <laughs> so why would I believe that he who created everything is going to say, you know what? I created you and you're not enough. No. <laughs> that's, and so that's how I feel like, no, I am worthy because I am the child of God. But like, do, you see how, do you see how that's part of the mind control? That is. Do you see how that's part of the mind control of <laughs> I'm not, I'm not worthy. I'm, I, right. I, I need this in order to um, control and guide me yeah. so that I will stay and do these certain things. Yeah. I, I'm threatened with hell so that I won't think freely about yeah. anything outside of the confines of what I've been taught. And when I think about, you know, and so, so I'm, I'm not speaking for myself, but I'll, I'll say this. Um, I have heard of, well, let me tell you this. Let me go back at my, 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 my sister is super religious. My dad's a minister. And so they all, my mom, dad, stepmom, they all have Bible study every week that I, I didn't go to when I was there. Um, and so um, my daughter had a book called the book of joy. Mm -hmm. It was Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama. 
sitting okay. on the counter. The book of joy, how to achieve joy. And, um, you know, I always get questioned if I believe in Jesus. They always question me. They said, you believe in Jesus? You believe Jesus is your Lord and Savior? You believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior? <laughs> I get questioned a lot because they think I'm a heathen. So um, they were like offended and appalled that she had this book of joy with the Dalai Lama. And, my, and they were going in. And so they were like going. And I was like, so I'm defending her. They going in on both of us. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in Do you believe? And my cousin was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She had to in, inter, intercede, interject. She was like, this is the reason why people don't want to go to church. That I don't to be hearing this. This is the book of joy. This child is trying to figure out how to achieve ultimate joy. Oh. Bishop Desmond Tutu is actually a Christian. The Dalai Lama, he might be a Buddhist, but it's about the coming to a place of joy. But even in, in Buddhism, they actually don't care what religion you are. No, they and, want and, you and, to... Buddh and Buddhism is not about a religion. It's not a religion, yeah. Oh, it's but they don't understand that because they be in church, they be like, it ain't Allah. Well, Allah is just another name for God. It ain't okay. Buddha. Like that, y'all just Girl. so ignorant and un <laughs> uneducated that y'all say anything and everybody's shouting to it. It's like, no, this is not even what that is. But uh, to, to the point is that We've been so conditioned to just think this certain way. And, you know, they say, well, you know, they said there's, there's going to be a great falling away. And so that's how we, we can't look at anything else because we know, you know, and the Bible says it's going to be a great falling away. There's going to be people, it's going to be false prophets, going to be this and that. That's how we kind of keep you confined and, and controlled because we don't want you to think anything else. We don't want you to read anything else. We don't want you to see anything else. But now you look at it historically. Never mind. I ain't going to go there. We don't know. This is ah, you. None of us know. None of us. I'm sorry. Uh oh. Do we lose her? She'll none of back. us. None. Of, she'll be back. She coming back. Um. None of us know what tomorrow brings. You know what I mean? None of us know what happens when, when once we pass away. None of us know that. So the one thing that we have to do is protect ourselves and live the, the best way that we can possibly live. You know what I mean? So if you want to go to church, go to church. But all I can say is live right. That and part. Live right. Like, I'm not going to, what I'm not going to ever say, and I'm, I'm saying this again, going back to my banking days, do not give all of yours <laughs> so you can't take care of yourself. Yeah. Protect yourselves. Take care of yourselves. And I mean that spiritually, mentally, financially, any other lead that is out there, take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Let me let me tell you. Let, let's talk about some of the ignorant shit we used to hear at church. During testimony time. Mm. Let us. The devil cut off my utilities. But not you not paying your bill, right? I'm just asking for a friend. It, it, it was the devil cut off my okay, utility. I'm just, asking, I'm just asking for a friend. Mm -hmm. Come on, keep keep coming with him because I, I wasn't there. Go ahead. The devil mm -hmm. fired, got me fired from my job. Oh, so it wasn't your attitude or your lack of work or uh, work ethic? It was, the, de it was the, the devil. The devil made me cheat. The devil made my me wife. cheat. Not your penis. Your penis had nothing to do with it. It was the devil. Whoa! Um, what did I, I, I just come in on? What oh, oh, we were just talking about the ignorant shit that we hear at testimony time. 
So the first one was the devil uh, turned off my utilities. Not not the fact that you you ain't paying your bill. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. I've heard it. Yeah, the devil. Uh, what was the other one? The devil made me cheat. The devil made me lose my job. Made me lose my job. Listen, mm-hmm. God made me win the race. Mm-hmm. God made Mike Tyson win that fight. Mm-hmm. God made the 49ers win the Super Bowl. Okay. Did the 49ers win the Super Bowl? But when, back in the 80s when they did or the 90s when they did, it was God. Hey, okay. y'all don't start. Don't start. Don't start God had uh, <laughs> all these people died, but God saw fit because everybody got shot. But my baby, God saved my baby, but he made the other ones die. Hmm. Listen, I, all I can uh, mm, just live right. Live right. That's it. Like that's that's all I got. Like Girl. I I'm one of those people who I will give you all of the clothes off my back. I will give you any and everything. It's not because because God told me to. It's because I want to do. I want to be of service. That's me. That's that's how I live. Right. Yeah. But what I won't do is give you. I'm giving people like somebody said, I like that bag. The next day I come in, I clean out the bag, I give it to you. Right? Well, then you see me the next day, you say, Oh, I like that bag. I'm not giving you the bag the next day. No. And it's it's not be, I mean, it's it's I gave it to you because I wanted you to have that. Not just because I'm gonna give you everything I have. You get what That's I'm saying? Like, yeah. I gotta look out for me. And you know that it goes back. This is one thing I told my dad a long time ago because my dad used to give you know either be like we couldn't pay no bills, but we paid our tithes, and then mm. the Lord made a way. That's my mom. But um, one thing I would tell my dad, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I guess that kind of makes sense." My dad's mother, up until a few years ago, lived in a shack. I wish I could show you the picture of this house, and and I'm gonna be going to her to, to her house at the end of the month. How are you I'm going? Gonna... I have to, <laughs> but it's like a slave quarter. Mm. It is about 500 square feet. The roof is caved. I mean, she lived here up until a couple of years ago. My dad bought her some land and he put a trailer on there like a double Y like he you know now she's she's doing good but it took her eight she's 90 like she's lived like that all her years she just turned 90 90 something and she's lived like that for 80 something years like a slave like literally her house is like a slave y'all don't hear me literally and I used used to question my dad I'm a teenager you giving all this money to the church but your mama living like a slave Hmm. (laughs) don't you think you should be taking care of your mama with that money and what did he say? Well, that's when oh, I wasn't a teenager. I was grown, but that's when he went and, and did what he did hmm. and bought it and put that house together. Um, it took you yeah. having that conversation? Yeah. My dad listens to me for the most part. If he knew he was having this conversation, I would be in trouble right now. I am sending it to him. You as better not tell it. my daddy. You better uh, not I'm tell weak. my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Petty. But, Petty. I mean, but that's the problem. Well, um, I, I just remember having conversations with people who saying, you know, I was so caught up in working for the church, working for the church. I forgot working for the church. I neglected my family. Mm-hmm. I neglected my kids. My kids around here acting a damn fool. Pastor don't care as long as we come and we work for this church. I remember this lady told me that a long time ago. She was like, and this is way this. I was a child. I was maybe a teenager. She said, don't ever get so caught up in church where you get to neglecting your family. Uh, my dad, when I was growing up, 
he had it. He had he had it all. He had the game all messed up because it was like when he got saved, he got saved when I was seven. So when he got saved, it was like God in church, church, God, God, church is the same. Then um, my kids, then my job, my wife is somewhere down there. So when she left, like, you know, then and it wasn't until I got grown and married and I had my first child. I actually went to a church where I was taught the proper order of how things are supposed to go. Yeah, God's supposed to be first, but your wife, your spouse is second, your family, and then like your ministry, because you can't be effective in your ministry if your house toe up. Sorry, a lot of these churches don't teach that because they want people to help with their kingdom building, help with the building fund, help with, you know, all the things that need needed to work this church. And they don't care about the families. I That's remember the real being, problem I have. I remember being hungry when we were younger. And this is when um we were, we were at the same church. This is when we were younger, but my mom hadn't, um, she hadn't been working. And so I remember our church, of course, every January went through tithes and offering. It was this huge thing all the time, you know, making sure we had our finances and stuff. It was a huge, uh, I feel like I went to a, I, I call it corporate church. I went to a business type church. I, I have a business mindset because I went to that church. And so they, they taught a lot about finances. And so my mom always felt uh, very ashamed because we were poor. We were definitely poor. And um, it's crazy because she's no, yeah, it took a while. Anyways, I remember being hungry because all we got were food stamps and we paid the rent. My mom got food stamps, paid the rent. That was, we have bare minimum, it was four of us. Um, I remember being hungry because my mom would go buy the food for the church because she felt so guilty and not being able to give tithes as an ordained minister elder. So she would give the food that we had to the church and put it in the kitchen so that we, so she could, that was her way of paying tithes basically. And it was accepted. It was, I mean, it wasn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend who, um, uh, that's very sad. And I and I feel bad that you guys got had to go hungry. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm alive, you know. <laughs> Look at God. Look at God. But that could be damaging. That could definitely be damaging. And that could, you know, build some kind of resentment. Oh, it did. All of us. We it took us, it's it took us ages. Still we have to forgive our mother over putting the church before us. She there knew was times where I had had things and she would be at church um i would be going through my own t teenager things and whatever and you know she would send other people to help me she wouldn't necessarily be there because she was being pulled on by church and again i i like i said in the beginning can't blame her too much because she was on that one extreme of like how your dad once church be like once we got in church that was it. it that was it she didn't know if she slipped in any type of way she felt like she would have went the back to the way she was so it was her saving grace and it gave her the the discipline that she needed, but it, it, the mindset again, that the brainwash and the, everything that she believed and that she really brought home to us. And I never experienced my mom cussing. I never experienced my mom dating, even my mom calling me now. And we're talking about sex toys and stuff. Cause she's curious. She, she doesn't know anything. God you know? Dang. Sound and, like me. Uh, it's yeah, it would, it would, it's crazy to me. <laughs> don't look like that. April. I'm, I'm experienced. <laughs> Go ahead. But it, 
it it took a while for her to come out of it and you know i thank god for the the freedom that she has now and um yeah. all of the money she's able to make oh, man <laughs> we're not poor anymore she won't go back to church but she um my mom is extremely spiritual jesus she's still extremely spiritual but now she's she makes over her six figures she stays in her lakeside apartment her. by herself and Good she's traveling her. back and forth all the time um she still has her struggles she still my mom still is scared to tell her dad about the man that she's been seeing. And my mom is like 50 plus. She's like, your grandpa doesn't know I'm making a plate for her. I'm like, mom, like, you I know, like, but you know, back in the day, that type of stuff isn't acceptable because you know, you're, he's, she, he's supposed to know who she's talking to. Is this the type of man and stuff? So, but that's one of the reasons why you can never. And, and this is one of the things that I always talk to people about. You can never blame, not blame, um, hold on to how how your parents were when you were younger because they didn't know any better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a lot of times they just don't know any better. And yeah. so if you want the, the blessing, the blessing of it all is that she is not that same person. Yeah. She doesn't works. have that, that tunnel vision. Um, and it's a blessing. I think I personally look at that as like, wow, that is awesome. Cause you have yeah. so many people that are like, this how I always been. I can't change. Hold on, pause, boo boo. You're the only one who can change yourself. Can't nobody mm -hmm. else change. So the fact that she took it upon herself to change herself and make herself better and learn what she needed for herself, that is a blessing. Yeah. So a lot of people that will hold on to the way that their parents treated them. And say, well, this is who I am. This is my life. I can't ever have any better. Uh, my life is just fucked up. No. Right. Um, right. And so I'm glad that, number one, you didn't. And I'm yeah. glad that she didn't. That's, yeah. Well, this is, Belita, baby doll said, being hungry in church is hard enough. Being hungry in church and watching your food be given sure. away. <laughs> all, right? <laughs> It and was. watching your food, we hungry. Our our ribs. We, we, our we have no anger toward it. I think the beauty and being completely ignorant is the bliss. So we thought that it was the right thing to do, and there were people who were able to eat because of it. Do I think that we should have sacrificed everything that we had? No, I don't. Um, and I can talk about all the ins and outs of church and how they are nonprofits, how they are able to attain funds, who how they are able to have resources to where it doesn't have to come out of the people's pocket in order to provide for the community. And um, it didn't have to happen. Mm -hmm. But um, in her mind, in her intentions, she thought that it was right um, and that it was the the best thing to do. And uh, we, we had to forgive her. And she had to forgive her for like forgive herself. You know, we don't yeah. want to yeah. continuously do that thing over and over again that the church has taught us to do, which is feel guilty about everything all the time. You did it wrong, whatever, move on, we're alive. And that's good that you guys can forgive yes. because people be in their 40s and they don't be forgiving their mom and them. Just like April said, they still holding on to the shit that happened when they was they was children. Um, yeah. but to piggyback on what you said, I have a good girlfriend. Um, she was like her parents, both of her parents were pastors. Dad died, and then her mom was a pastor. <coughs> she said, she said, Constance, we were in church so much. People coming in, in the house and everything was about church seven days a week. We had no time to ourselves. Everything was invasive. Um, and when they grew up, all of that, you grow up, her, her brother ends up getting murdered. He's in gangs. 
you know, she, I don't know what her, you know, her other siblings are doing, but she's just like, I don't even go to church. She's like, I love God, but I don't go to church because it, 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 it destroyed our family. Mm -hmm. And, um, it just, you know, it's just unfortunate. And it, that's not what it was is, is designed to do, of course, obviously, right? I think people can just do overdo it and become fanatics and forget what's important. You can, again, it wasn't until I, I got gr grown and gone that I that I was taught that you cannot be effective in your ministry if your family is toe up. Mm -hmm. That has to be a priority. You can't do all this other stuff and neglect. I remember seeing is this. Isn't anything after, Sorry. Huh? Isn't that kind of anything? Like, yeah, it's not you just. You gotta take care of home first. Yeah, and I think that that that's something that a lot of people are talking about now more so. Like, you know, so many people have cancer. So many people are dying now, and realizing on their deathbed, I should have spent more time with my family and doing for my family versus giving my whole life to this this job or whatever. And I understand that you and your family need to eat, but now you're on your deathbed. And ain't nobody eating. What do you mm -hmm. have? To, what do you have to show for it? What mm -hmm. do you really have to show for it? And uh, you know, I, I remember seeing this pastor. He was having some personal issues with his wife. Mm -hmm. He said, "I got to take a sabbatical. Mm -hmm. I can't continue to reign over this church." That's integrity to me. That's a church that 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 people should be going to. Yeah, that's integrity. There you go. Because yeah. people be so caught up in you know getting this money. So let me ask you guys this. Oh wait, I'm happy you said it because integrity is a huge thing. I think that needs to be taught probably more than anything. Um, what you do um, when nobody is looking—that is very, very, very important. That will help with even the you being a teenager and people going out after church when nobody's watching. Like, mm -hmm. what is your relationship? Um, mm -hmm. Also, another thing that they need to learn is boundaries. I don't believe uh, I don't think I need to explain myself and everything. If he needs to take a sabbatical. Um, because he's going through this with his wife. Honestly, he should just be able to say, I'm taking a sabbatical, period, point blank. I don't need to explain myself to anybody. And it's only, mm -hmm. um, and I only say that I'm going to take a sabbatical due to the fact that I'm a leader and I'm not going to be here in my absence. Other than that, I don't need to explain anything to anybody. And mm -hmm. so I think that the church has an issue with being so invasive. Well, what happened? And because their, mm -hmm. their intentions seem so pure, um, it you almost feel compelled to tell, but there is no purpose in telling them and setting those healthy boundaries they get upset when those boundaries are put there because they, they don't like them. But those with those boundaries are for is for those people who don't like them, who feel like they need to be, everything needs to be explained to them when it's not your life. When it ain't your business, that no. part. Let me ask you guys this. What do you, what do you guys think about this shit right here? What y'all think? I uh -oh. think the hallelujah. <laughs> I think. But wait, this is what I want to know. How does everybody in the church know how to swag surf? Because everybody at the church be at the club. 
everybody, nobody did not not know how to swag surf. I no, I I think that they need to. I don't know. I think they need to dismantle the 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 barrier of secular and gospel. Like it crosses over too much, and uh, just hold the teachings up to a standard. I don't mind it at all, honestly. I'm I'm for it. Have fun. As long as the teachings are being taught, other than that, I can't. I, I, I so I I hear you. I do. I don't know if I would go. I'm not going to say that. Um, I'm definitely a little bit more traditional. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. I, I listen. Like I, I hear you. And somebody said that they would go. I hear you, even <laughs> though I read it. Um, I'm just gonna go to the club. <laughs> why do Why go to church? No, but you know, here's the thing. Okay. I remember when I went to a church when I was a teenager. I used to love this pastor. He was one of the dopest pastors. Um, and they he used to do um they used to do so this is way before your time Morgan so functified but they they changed the words to so sanctified right so mm-hmm. like if you don't do that you know don't because I think they talking about drugs in the beginning of that song so um don't play that but that's what I'm talking about that's the reason why I have an issue with it yeah. because if I I that's why I say I hear you. But when you listen to certain words of the song, and, and I'm I'm that person who I'm very into what the words listen, mean. Listen, I'm on hypnotic, exotic, this polo on my body. Got a bad girl beside me and her friend right behind me. me what I'm song swagging. is this? I'm swa- Swag Surf. Right. The I don't know Swag Surf. Listen, I think I'm just, uh, I'm really in a bubble. Oh, you don't go out. Oh, oh, they play that. They play it every time I go out. I mean, I'm at, I'm at the club, so... This is what well, I hear. That's, that's my point. That's why I'm like, mm, no. I mean, you, I'm just, it's, it's just a, a, mm. um, there's one thing. I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit. Yeah. Do it. Wait, the devil made him do it. You know what? <laughs> I agree with you guys because there's certain effects that music and certain things have on you that shouldn't, it's appropriation. 100%. That's, yeah. Baby, baby, did you, did you hear the, the, the person who said, I didn't see a problem since it was New Year's Eve? Did you hear the, the lyrics? I'm on hypnotic, exotic. This pillow on my body. Shut up, April. Okay, if I pop off in the club with a pocket full of bands. Big, stupid, fresh, like wrapped up in saran. I'm swag. I'm surfing. I'm swag. Yeah, so nigga, I'm Ralph Lauren, mascot. Cake on debit. So yeah, I'm on hypnotic. So this is not a, a song for the church, sweetheart. So you will you think that that's appropriate to, to have inside the church? Um, I didn't think about that. That makes sense, Constant. I just I just, listen. I just wanted to clarify because I maybe you just didn't know what the lyrics were because I didn't know. All I know is I'm actually my point. When it comes to music, I'm gonna tell y'all about music. I don't know if y'all are aware of this, but I'm a singer. And when oh, you- Morgan is too. Come through, Morgan. Yes. We got singers in the building. Oh, we got a whole band. We got concerts on bass. We just got music around here. Let's go. The thing that people don't understand is Mm -hmm. how serious those vibrations are. And if you notice when they have certain songs that come on. And, okay, so I'm from the DMV area, okay? Rough it off. Rough, rough it off. What, does what that more mean? can I say? Rough it off. What does that mean? And what is that song? It's it's a song that when that when that song came on, is that a go go song? It is a go go song. 
when that song came on, everybody's roughing it off. Okay. And I mean, people are hitting each other and, and a fight might break out because you don't rough it off just a little bit too much. There was another song that, that was not a go-go song. What, what By the Backyard Band? By the backyard band, rough it off. Yeah. Um. This. Because right. right, you know, no one can hear you. No one can hear it. But Was everybody. That rough it no one can hear it. Oh. Wait, no. Rough it off is rare essence. Oh, this, this is junkyard. This is junkyard band. No. It, hold on. Oh wait, 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 wait. Oh, you couldn't hear it. No. That's not what I mean. This is sad because I don't remember, and I'm five thousand years old. And I now live in the, look. I now live in Augusta. So anybody, yeah, knows, you're 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 so. I'm out sorry, y'all. I'm so. And and that song came out back in the 1900s. This one right here. Yeah. Was that it? Yes. Was that to rough it off. Good song. That was that was rough it off. My bad, everybody. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to apologize to my DMV family for not remembering that that was junkyard. Oh, you will get stabbed out, out here not knowing. No, that's why I'm so sorry. And listen, we were talking about that this morning because you it's said been 573 years since I've lived in the DMV. Also, they only been gone for two years, years but. I've been they're, they're real serious. We were just talking about that. They're real serious about go-go out here. It's not and I, so I apologize to my people. <laughs> Forgive me. And I, I love y'all. Um, go-go was a, go-go was a very serious thing. Go-go is magically delicious, blessed, and highly flavored. Yeah. My point is, you got to know it, but it's fun. My point is that if somebody played that in the church, somebody would get roughed off. Um, so you got, but there's another song that oh my god, that it's a, it's another song that I swear every time it will come on in the club. Overnight scenario. No, 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 no. There was um, it, it wasn't. I'm not talking about a go-go song. I'm talking about like a regular, like old old school hip hop song. Whenever that song would come on, everybody would be like, "Yo, we about." Anyway, um, yes. Frequency is everything. Your vibrations will be. I mean, if, if you think about it, so there was a, a video that I saw not too long ago, and they said how um, certain vibrations can actually uh, turn your car into liquid, right? It, I mean, of course, that's a bit extreme, but it showed how the vibrations, the, the music was so loud that the windows and the, the uh, metal was actually moving on a level that we all, you can't see with the naked eye, but when they yeah. slowed it down, the car looked like metal. That was the mm -hmm. vibrations of the song. Wow. What is our body made out of? Our mm -hmm. body is made of how much water, Liquid. right? Yeah. Mm. You think we are constantly vibrating. Right now, our bodies are vibrating because you hear what I'm saying and yeah. because I'm saying it. Our bodies are vibrating on certain frequencies when right. you hear some of those songs when they are in church they should not be in the church no because they change your mindset they do you know what i mean i know that when i am in one of those moods where i'm where i'm just like anybody can get it if i play a song and that song says anybody could get it 
anybody could get everybody get effed up. Okay. But you're not gonna you're not gonna play take me to the king. No, right. Because when you take it one step further, has anybody seen what's that movie? Uh they clone Tyrone. Bam. They put it out there okay, for don't everybody. Tell me, don't tell me. I, I couldn't I haven't finished watching it yet. Oh, you've never seen it? Okay. So anybody who's seen their they clone Tyrone, y'all know that there's and I'm not gonna say any part of I'm not gonna say what happens, but there's a part in the movie where they actually talk about how music affects you. So when you see the whole movie. Pay attention to that part. What you put in your body food-wise, what you put in your body ear-wise, what you put in your body, what you see. Why is it that we, we're we not paying attention to what we're putting in our body? One of the mm -hmm. reasons, sorry, I'm all over the place, and I'm allowed to be because I'm me. Um, okay. <laughs> one of the reasons that I went back to my vegan diet is because what I put, what I was putting in my body changed the vibrations of my body yep. to create tumors, right? Yeah. I got tumors all over, got tumors. So I had them before. I was able to shrink my tumors based on the foods that were going in my body. Yes. Why is it that we can't change what we listen to, what we Maybe see? Your mindset. This is, this is the reason why I listen to motivational things in the morning because I'm priming and I'm conditioning my mind to, to reset my day. Who are you um, listening to? It? Who Because I'm wondering, are you listening to the heathens? No, not <laughs> you. Oh, you mean you mean the mother Negroes that I know? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, listen, I, the, uh, the God ordained an ass and an ass can speak to your life, so it don't even matter. Um, <laughs> But to MySpace's point, he said, I think people just go to church because they're scared to go to hell, but don't, but that don't mean it. it I pray at home and get the same results and I don't need, I don't read the Bible and God still gives me support. And I think that's, I think that's so true for so many people is that we're scared. I remember just being scared to say certain things because I didn't want to go to hell or saying certain things out loud. Mm -hmm. I remember when my mm -hmm. girlfriend, she black and she told me my girl essence, she told me she didn't believe in God. And I was like, and I was waiting on a lightning to strike her down. Like, okay. blasphemy. You black and you don't believe in God. And she, you know, she was so used to, you know, she's from the Midwest. She lives in Stockton, but she's so used to people like looking at her like she got three heads on her. So it don't even bother her. But, you know, it's just like that scared me initially. Like, oh, my God, because mm. your, your initial thought is you going to hell. Right. I don't I don't I don't believe there's a God. I'm not saying that. This is what she said. I was like. I oh, wait, but did you hear? Did you hear yourself? I I, I don't believe that. Not, not I'm I'm not saying anything negative about you, Constance, but I'm just saying in general, like that, a lot of people, I I didn't say that. I'm right, just, because that's what we've been taught. We're scared to say anything. And, and this is what I'm telling you. I'm scared to mm -hmm. say anything because that's how I've been conditioned. When I named my company Ugly, do you know how? And and I explain to people what it means. How many people look at me like, what is wrong with you? Why would you even do that? Why would you put ugly and God together? And I'm like, because so many people have been called so many negative things. I'm trying to change the vibration of the word ugly. I'm trying to change the vibration of something so negative and so hurtful and put love into it so that yeah. you can start looking, so you can see the God in you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, change your mindset change your life right mm -hmm. it's so funny and and you know constance and i talk about this on a regular basis how much and i'm so i'm just putting constance out there 
I feel like Constance has posit positively changed my life, right? I remember we were having a conversation years, years ago. We haven't known each other that many long years. Yeah, it feels like we have. It's <laughs> crazy. So we talk every we talk like all day, every day. I don't talk to anybody as much as I talk to this human. Anyway, yeah. I digress. So don't be telling people that. I might get in trouble. Some you, people you might. probably would. Um, but I say all that to say. I remember there was a time I was going through a lot. I was going, and, and, and I was, and I'm very private. Like, I'll tell you what I want you to know. You know what I'm saying? And it was funny because Constance was, I don't think she knew that I was going through something at the time. And so I'm like, yeah, so, you know, what does your day look like? Like, what does your day look like? And she goes, oh, well, um, I guess I, I meditate every morning. I do this and I, I go, I work out, I blah, 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 blah. And I, I stopped to think like, yo, I used to meditate all the time. I stopped meditating. And the conversation I had with her made me go back to my meditation. Hmm. And I needed that. You know what I mean? I needed to be able to look at myself and say, you know what? Shit isn't as bad as you're trying to make it out to be. Because when you start vibrating on a certain level, on a certain frequency, you will hold that frequency until you change it. Mm -hmm. It's the same way as if you're listening to a radio station. Mm -hmm. The radio station doesn't change itself. You change it. Mm -hmm. I had to change my station. I had to change yeah. my frequency. I had to change my programming. I mm -hmm. had to program myself and not allow others to program me. Yeah. And mm -hmm. me having a conversation with someone who has programmed themselves into greatness. So I'm like, I see my friend, which is one of the reasons why when people in my life are winning, I'm like, keep winning. I want my friends to win. I want them to be on top for more than more than just for them to be on top because God don't just stop there. Yeah. If you're on a frequency, I'm on that same frequency. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And if you notice, we all will move each other to the same frequency. We Absolutely. earlier. We don't agree on shit. We don't agree on anything. But no, for real. We were just arguing before we got on. Like we literally. were. And that, but in the best way possible. But that's what I'm saying. Like, because we clearly we really don't agree. It's not like, oh girl, no, these are some core principles that we just really don't agree on. Agree like, on. like you're crazy. This is not her. Yeah, like you're crazy. This is the scientific fact. And she's like, you're crazy because this is a scientific fact. I just think, though, when, you, when you're able to be okay with yourself and you've uh, found pleasure in who you are, you, like you said, you found your own frequencies, your own vibrations. That has nothing to do with anybody else, what you want to do, how you are. You really, um, you become unapologetic, unapologetic about that person, who you are. But you're able to accept other people. It's, it's kind of yeah. weird, though. Uh, you, you're able to say, oh, we think Without these different judgment. things. I, my boyfriend will say all the time he doesn't believe in God, blah, 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 whatever. That's not going to change the fact that we vibrate on a frequency together. Um, it's just, that's his belief, you know? And I was raised in a church where you cannot be with somebody who is unequally yoked and they have to, they have to have the same beliefs. You know, at this point, I don't want somebody who has the same beliefs. That shit is crazy. But I, I, I'm able to accept him more because I need, because I, it took me a while to accept myself and who I was. 
the audacity of me to try to force somebody to believe what I believe when it took me a while to come out of others' beliefs, mm. if you get what I'm saying. So I think it becomes a little bit more palatable and acceptable to have other friends who have completely different beliefs, but they're not forcing each other to be oh, on that yeah. same thought process. But we're on the same frequency and, you know, feeling the way we feel and knowing what we know, and it works for us. And I love yeah. you in that. It, it works for you. Because it'd be, it be people, two people with the same religions that are in complete turmoil and toxicity. So... I think I'd rather have that. Yeah. Oh no. I, I think that I think that what we have is beautiful. Um, and I'll tell you why. When I was a child, I was taught you're not going to always agree, right? Yeah. You respect. You can always res show respect. You don't have to agree with the person. But yeah. when you disagree, you learn. Yes. Right. And so that di you disagreeing with someone makes you a little bit more intelligent. Yeah. It gives you a reason to say, you know what, mm, I still don't agree with what you're saying. Let me still go and do my own research. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yes. And what we're being taught now, which makes my ass itch, um, is that we have to always be around like-minded people. Mm. That bothers me to my core. That, I hate like-minded people. That is a stagnant mindset waiting to happen. Everybody thinking alike, everybody, we all just know it is crazy. I have learned so much from other people, although I don't agree with them. Or even, like I said, the meditating aspect. If I turn my back on that, I don't know what the hell I'll be able I I would be crazy, like, just to have to sit with myself. But in the church, you know, we need to go get counseling or go to the church, seek God, have somebody pray over me and all this stuff. The The stuff that I've learned outside of the church and being open and not being disrespectful to other people's um, thoughts. And I took a religious class one time. It kind of helped me. I, I actually, I didn't take it. I accidentally walked in to the class um, and I almost got up and like threw my chair, like, nigga, you better preach. He was preaching up there in this religious class. And um, he was just talking about how everybody, he said, even those who are atheists, he was like, I don't care. Of course, he's a professor. They're kind of, you know, shrewd at times. He's like, I don't care. Atheists and all, you have a belief because you do not go to sleep and, you know, put on your clean drawers and put your will by your desk because you have the expectation that you're going to wake up the next day. And so when he was talking about this stuff, it kind of put it on an even playing field where it was like, you know what? We all, you know, we kind of have the same values. We are all trying to be better people in some way, shape, mm -hmm. or form, whatever guide that is, or whatever. Book. And the religion keeps us disconnected. At when all the wars that have started, you know, historically Girl. have been because of religion. Yeah. Um, it keeps us divided. It keeps us controlled. It keeps us disconnected. Unfortunately, when it's used in the wrong way, and I'm yeah. not saying that there's anything wrong with religion, it's man's usage of religion that kind yeah. of fucks it all up. And that's the bad thing about it, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, I know we're not supposed to as Christians, you know, um, you know, being in, just like you said, in relation with people who are not in agreement with us. Um, I know that we're not supposed to, um, you know, fraternize with people who, who have different thought process because the idea is that we're going to be brainwashed to thinking something else. Right. Um, but this is what's needed. If, if 
we need to be challenged. You know, there, there's a scripture that says, test the spirit by the spirit. We need to be challenged. We need to know what it is, what we believe, why we believe it. Uh -huh. <laughs> I be listen, I always be dropping scriptures on April. <laughs> and I be like, I don't believe that that's a real. No, because she'll be like, the Bible says, drop down and get your eagle on. <laughs> you be like, <laughs> I don't think that's part of this. April. <laughs> yeah. Is that what the Bible says? What April, if you had a church, if you had a church, I would be your first type. Don't come to her will, cult. Do not go to her cult. I will, I will join will her cult. I'm happy you up. said that. Constance she will have you all the way fucked up. Church is a cult. <laughs> straight, to job, straight to hell with gasoline draws on. I'm trying to tell you. April will have you on the, the plane to hell. The lie detector determined that's the plane to hell, y'all. Don't do it, Morgan. I'm warning you. All, I know the scriptures. Attend mine. Right. She, know, you. She, know, she know all the scriptures. The Bible says. Attend mine because April will send you straight to hell. You hear me? The Bible, the Bible says, Mission one. I'm going to put this on. Going the Bible said, turn off the lights and light a candle. Light a candle. <laughs> listen, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a man up in here. Door. Listen, 2024, I'm being intentional about what it is that I need and I want. You understand what I'm talking about. Now, but you know, you guys, this has been oh, a great conversation, right? This has been a great conversation, and I think it's a much needed dialogue. Um, you know, I, I think that we should be open. I think if we can be open to being free thinkers, that doesn't mean that we don't believe in God, it just means that we are testing the spirit by the spirit, it means that we are seeing what's out there. Because you, I think the problem is. We have so much information. We have access to so much information uh -huh. and it's, it just is what it is. And so we're not confined to what the teachings were. And so when you have access to this much information, you're like, oh, you know, maybe it's a little bit more to this. I'm not saying yeah. that, you know, this is wrong, but maybe there's just a little bit more. Yeah. When you look at, when you listen, when you look, read stuff like the, you know, the church of Nicaea, the, the council of Nicaea. Do you remember what happened at the council of Nicaea is when. Oh, yes. That was when they, that, that was what they created when they took away all some of the Bible books. Isn't that it? Yeah. This, this person said, you are nice. I like this channel. The other ladies always screaming. Them people mean. <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about Vicki Dillard? <laughs> the only reason that I'm laughing is because I was about to find me some, a gavel. He said, y'all, the place always screaming, they mean, them people mean. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, the the, the, the council of the Nicaea is when they put, they decided what was going to be inside the canon. Mm -hmm. When they also decided um, what the, the Trinity was. Okay. And they voted. Y'all know they voted, right? Yes. Whoever won, that's what the Trinity is. So the yeah. Trinity oh, is politics the in the church? I'm lost. So what? the council what? of Nicaea. So at the council, I want you guys to. Um, I want See you this, to I know because I'm a conspiracy theorist. Oh, this <laughs> chick right here. Come on, Bishop April. No, no, don't encourage me <laughs> with it because this is the shit that we always be 
arguing about because she's a on, girl. I'm like, girl. Come on. No, no. but don't encourage this. Don't, 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 don't. To your point, lady person, <laughs> I'm saying that yes, that like that's a problem because what you're telling okay. me is that truth can be completely changed just because we all voted on it. That's bullshit. Then that means right. it, so what part right. is true and what part is not? Right. You know what I'm saying? And to your point, you talk about the the um that's my 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 biggest issue as it relates to the church, right? Is um you were talking about what with the, the the holy the trinity. So mm-hmm. the trinity all in, three, in 325 AD is when they made the decision of what the trinity was going to be. I want to all experience at church. The trinity the trinity is all men. Huh? The Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Where did the Son come from? They made a decision on well, that's what I'm saying. In every other hey, sweet potato pie, oh, my darling. Drag me up in here. I was I'm just in every, uh, did you know here? No, I did not know. Here, put this plug this in. You just unplug this. Oh. You look rough right now. But I did want to, but I did. No, you look pretty though. Uh-huh. You're so beautiful. Pretty rough. Thanks. Okay, um, that's how I feel. <laughs> but I did want to I did want to give my child a space just to say because we're getting ready to get off because we've been on for a while. But I did kind of speak for you a little bit. We were talking about church. Um, we were talking about church hurt. We were talking about experiences at church. And so I was telling we you and I discuss have discussions all the time about this. What are your thoughts? Because we we have so many thoughts around kind of you know what the truth is and what our beliefs are and you know church i was telling them about the book of joy that we got in trouble for you reading <laughs> like all that stuff yeah. but just kind of tell them what what you know where you are well i feel like my experience because like my experience i grew up i went to a christian school from kindergarten to third grade and then from the christian school i went to don't say what church the i wasn't gonna say the church i was gonna say i went to church um the one that we <laughs> I basically like grew up in and it was just I think my whole life been like based off of like church hurt because like I've been like on all the schools I went to they were like a Christian preschool I went to a Christian preschool too every single place I went in I was bullied so it was just like I've always dealt with bullying and stuff like that from people who are necessarily church folk and I mean kids are kids they're gonna be mean or whatever but still I still dealt with like even like going to church it was like it was like like every little thing you do it's like you're gonna go to hell like I'm 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 eight I'm nine I'm going to hell because my skirt is up a little bit I'm sorry I'm gonna pull it down like right I'm not fast I'm just a little girl like yeah yeah you talked is, about being in the constant state of fear yeah mm-hmm. like constant you said, I'm not fast like, <laughs> exactly I'm, I just have nice legs I want to show people <laughs> like forgive me my thigh yeah that's another thing too because your thighs out it might be distracting some man who doesn't have oh yeah them. i had a man come put a blanket over my legs that happened to me too yeah. and all just because they don't I have the restraint just damn it and, and i hadn't been to church in two years i come to church i hadn't been to church in years and i come to church i guess my skirt was a little bit too short but he came and put a blanket over my legs you was clearly it was distracting him and he was looking at your thighs why do you have to put something on my i wasn't even on the front row to tempt the pastor 
Right. Who that, who that pass the Clavacier or pass the offering? You see what happened, Kaya? You over here triggering me. Girl, <laughs> who that mess pisses me but off? She, yeah, I she said she... say something to me about dresses that I wore on Easter. Oh, uh, you wearing that? I'm like, I don't remember what he said. He was just like, you know, you wearing that dress or you looking good or something. I'm, I said something to him. Oh, no, he said I shouldn't be wearing the dress. And I said, um, I said, you should... Uh, be I say you should probably grow up and get over yourself or something. That says something really rude and sarcastic as I was putting the blunt out in front of the church because he had me fucked up. And honestly, I, I wore the dress to provoke the fact that I know y'all gonna have a problem and I wish any of you motherfuckers would walk up to me and say shit. That's how I felt. No, Let me well, wear this tight ass short dress. <laughs> my issue is it, it so they always say when it comes to church, come as you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I come as I am, and then you you throw something over me. Listen, do I have an issue with that? 100%. Um, maybe move me or something. I mean, I'm just saying, like, why are you telling me that I, I should come as I am? But you're saying you are tempted by me. If you are supposed to be in a, a, a place of leadership, girl, you need to be able to be uh, to, to manage your emotions, your your loins, your mm-hmm. manage everything. You should be in control. So you're telling me that you have no control, but you want me to be you want me to have control. But that's why in Islam, when you go to like a mosque, the women are fully, fully, fully covered so that they won't tempt men. That's a whole yeah. conversation. I can't no. talk about this now. That's true for me. I, I will never yeah. understand. I mean, that's that's that, and, and, and and that's a whole different. Um, the church is not made for feminists. I'm not going to say that that's uh, religion. Yeah. That's more cultural. I'm not going to ever look down on somebody's. Excuse me, somebody's culture. That's your culture. That's religion. Their religion is based upon their culture is based upon the religion. Period. Yeah. Okay. That, that's their culture. Like, but their religion is based upon their their culture's race based upon their religion. Y'all always have religion is, is to me religion's man made. It's more about like I'm more spiritual. I feel like your walk with God is the most important. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter like like you know if you go to church or not. Church doesn't have to be like that place where oh it's gonna automatically get you to heaven because it's not true. It's more about your relationship. I and agree. So it's like I feel like with going to church i remember i used to when i used to go to church and i used to sing in the choir like go to choir practice i used to i used to tell my mama i, I used to come home mad all the time come home mad after choir practice <laughs> like all the time like why am i coming home mad i shouldn't be feeling this energy i should be more like refreshed i should be feeling like like i'm one with god but instead i feel like i'm further away because of like the people who I'm like around. So it's like, and I feel like sometimes I, 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 there's been some, you know, parenthood doesn't come with a manual, right. Or a handbook. Right. So I put my daughter in so many situations that I wouldn't do today, but they did make you stronger. I mean, the schools that I sent you to even the non-Christian schools, like the things that I put you through, because in my effort to like, you know, give you the best, the best, the best. But now you're like, I was traumatized here. I was traumatized there. <laughs> Mommy was. put me here. Mommy put me there. Like, and I'm trying, you know, in my, in my, you know, effort to be the best mother ever, try to give you the best. And all this shit did was traumatize the hell out of her. It's like, so you know, and so she, you going to church. I was telling them about how when the y'all came home and everybody's crying, everybody crying. Everybody's scared. I remember they were like, the, the world is gonna, Jesus is coming in 2020 as well. And so they showed the whole bunch of like 
like videos of natural disasters. And stuff. Yeah, they actually gave you a time frame. They said Jesus. Yes. Did they say that in church? said in the same sentence. I know that you know in the Bible it says no one knows the time or the place, but I feel really strongly the Lord is coming in 2012. <laughs> and it was just like all of us were scared. But all all four of my kids came home crying. Right. Yeah, that's next week. Mama, that's next <laughs> week. Listen, April, they were probably funded by the same people. That got money to make 2012. <laughs> that is foolishness. Yeah, I'm trying. I told you, man. Listen. They were showing them showing the movies. Yeah, they, they showing us natural movies. disasters that was happening, like regular stuff that be happening. But like it was natural disasters. Well, they were they showing you this in church? And how old was that? At children's time? church, my babies, my boys were like 14. I was 14, so my brothers were like nine, nine seven, and five. And five. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they scare, and I—that's when I called. I called the first lady. I was like, "Y'all can't be teaching my kids this. Like, I can't send them to church. And they coming home scared." And I was trying to be the strong one, though. <laughs> I sure was. I didn't say I was terrified, but I didn't say nothing because I didn't want them. To be they came home crying. Oh, well, they came home crying. Kyle, tattoo tear. Yes, she a thug like her mama. She a thug like her mama. Absolutely. No, but ladies, listen. Let we let's wrap this up. Um, I Morgan, I appreciate you coming on here with us, and and, you know, just kind of discussing your truth because what you feel is very real and very valid. Um, it's your experience, and nobody can take that away from you. And I appreciate you having the courage to share it because, um, you know, I I, it's real. I probably wouldn't have shared it, you know, rolling the blunt and listening to gospel music, but you know, that's your (laughs) truth. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I appreciate you living, walking, and speaking in your truth. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change any piece of it. It's made me who I am today. Completely. I love that. Um, April, you have any last words? I do. Live a good life. Meditate. Be ugly. Yes. Just, yeah. And, and love on people. Like I feel that the, if we're gonna do, if we're gonna have a religion, let's have a religion called love. Yeah. Her, let's love on each other. Find the beauty in everybody, even when you disagree. Find what makes them the most amazing humans in the world. Find the beauty in everyone. Like where's my checkbook to the building fund? Uh, Don't do that. Yeah. Stop encouraging the full donation to the building fund. Don't encourage the foolish. Please make sure. Uh, d- yeah, make a donation. Stop that. Um, <laughs> to the building. <laughs> no, I just feel like, um, like I said, I feel like spirituality, church. I, I feel like spirituality is more important than um, church, for real. It's just like, I feel like it's more about your one-on-one relationship with, with God. And I feel like as long as you know that, that's like the most important thing. And I feel like God all speaks to us in different ways. Um, I know like for me, like it's intuition, like the intuitive mm-hmm. thoughts, the gut feelings, all that type of stuff is when God is speaking to me. And I feel like as long as you're more in tune with that, you'll be fine. Oh, you're you going to get, I'm going to get in trouble. My parents is going to beat my ass if they hear what you have to say. I Morgan, you you have any, Morgan, do you have anything you, you want to add to the I, conversation? No, so I that. completely agree with, I, I agree with Kyle completely on that one and i know it's a millennial thing i know they joke about it with us saying we're not religious we're spiritual um but i find that we are doing okay (laughs) 
and it's working for us. And until something new comes about, hopefully my kids can explore a little bit more and, um, you know, get beyond the veil more than we already are. That part. And I just say, you know, listen, don't be afraid to explore different things because what you might end up learning is that what you learned is actually the truth. I think people are so afraid to explore outside of what they've been taught because they're afraid that maybe they know the truth and the truth is something that they weren't taught and they're afraid of that. So I say, don't be afraid to explore because it's the, the, the truth may be what you already know. Yeah. And it may make your faith even stronger. Mm-hmm. And so um, just be respectful of, of what everybody you know, what everybody's belief system is, um, you know, we don't have a, a heaven or hell to put anybody in. So just operate from that space, just like April said, of love. And when you can love somebody from, from the depth of your, the bottom of your heart and the depths of your soul, it's everything. It's absolutely everything. I, and I love y'all. I love y'all for real in real life. So I appreciate you guys being on here. Thank you so much. Um, Morgan, don't get off yet. Yeah. 